Hello, guys and girls. Welcome to episode 88 of the F Reality Podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube. Facebook and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Anchor. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to our YouTube channel or leave us a nice review on iTunes because that would really help us out. Hope everyone's having a nice weekend so far. Thanks to everyone that's joining us live in the chat. We really appreciate you being with us every week. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try and keep an eye out and answer as many questions as we can. Now it's time for me to introduce you to the team this week. And first up, this guy has been uh, going out on double dates, exploring the what the windlands in VR, sub-resident VR Twitch streamer, ZimTalk5. How are you doing? You all right? I'm all good. Thanks, Mike. Um, God, windlands. Yeah, we're going to do that again, actually, next uh, next Saturday. We're going out for the second time because we, uh, we 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 did a, a double date with uh, Tyriel Wood and Lady T. Wood, myself and the wife, and uh, that was good. Mm. Swingers party. Uh, yeah. The, <laughs> the future of double party. dates. Rowdy was trying to say something snarky there. Go on, Rowdy. What were you saying? You were saying that you were doing a swingers party? Yeah, that's right. Swingers party. Uh, but aside from that, yeah, it's been a good, it's been a good week. Lots of... Um, my favorite uh, server admin, you know, getting this stuff working smoothly. Last weekend, we did Serious Sam, uh, got a dedicated server for that running, getting ready to do Pavlov tomorrow. So just lots of kind of multiplayer focused fun, to be honest, and a little bit of pulling my hair out. But uh, it's all working now. <laughs> so, so happy. With a swingers party in Winlands, instead of putting your car keys in a bowl, do you just put your grappling hooks in a bowl and then mix them up? Is that how it works? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> okay. Mike has a lot of experience, apparently. Yeah, I'm curious. Well, now that's all cleared up, let me introduce you to uh, the next guy. He's the John Travolta of VR. He's got the smooth moves. He'll hypnotize you with his snake hips. <laughs> it's the rowdy guy. How you doing, man? My snake hips. I like <laughs> that one. I'm going to use that more often. Like uh, Next time I see my girlfriend, if you see my snake hips, all right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing all right. You know, I'll talk about my my snake hips experience a bit later on as well. Like, uh, yeah, I look Good forward fun. to hearing all about it. <laughs> this uh, next guy, he's been following the white rabbit this week, deeper down the rabbit hole, going into a simulation within a simulation. It's Nathy. How you doing, man? You all right? Yeah. Is this is this a simulation, by the way? Could be. No or is this a simulation is. within a simulation we're in at the moment? We're living that in the Matrix. As well. I don't know. This this podcast, it feels real, but it also doesn't. <laughs> You've been spending way more too much time in VR. <laughs> Wait, this is VR, right? Could be. Maybe this is you, the... you need one of those like uh, totems in, uh, what was it, Inception, where you, oh, can, yeah. you can spin it to work out exactly. whether you're in reality or, or, or in a dream. Yeah. I was already wondering why the clocks weren't ticking here anymore. <laughs> but you're okay, other than yes, dreaming. Yes, I'm fine. Yeah, Good. I'm fine. I'm 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 enjoying real life as well as much as I do in the in the virtual, you know, environments. I'm traveling. Good in. to good to yeah. hear it. Good to hear it. Uh, <laughs> last but by no means least, myself, the host of the show, Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis. 
This week, we've got a, a jam-packed episode for you. I think everyone's kind of recovering from all the big news from last week, though. But nevertheless, we've got an interesting show for you planned today. Uh, we're going to be talking about how the NYPD are using VR to train in dangerous scenarios. That's going to be really interesting. I talk about my experience testing gun stocks uh, like the ProTube with the uh, Oculus Rift S and the Quest. Uh, Zim's going to give you the lowdown on all the latest releases to look forward to next week. And then finally, we're going to be discussing the news that Jason Rubin and Hugo Barra are leaving Oculus. Um, so yeah, we've got a busy show for you. By the way, I love the thumbnail for this week's show. Mm. <laughs> like Nate, Nathy does them every week, but this week it looks like Detective Pikachu has gone rogue, and he, he's like he's being hunted by the NYPD. It's so good. Yes. Yes, it's an alternative storyline I created for you. <laughs> I like it. You don't want to see what happens in the next frame. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's going to be a mess. I kind of do. I kind of do. Yeah. Um, but of course, let's start the show by finding out what everyone's been playing and their highlight of the week in VR this week. And of course, first up to the plate is ZimTalk5. Well, last week, uh, last week we covered a bunch of titles. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll slip in and talk a little bit about my touching uh, with loneliness a bit later. So I'll leave that one for suspense until we talk releases. Um, but the, my highlight has to be uh, having seen, and I know we're going to talk a little bit about this, uh, this swashbuckling title called Battle Wake a little bit later on. Um, but seeing that, um, someone else had mentioned a game on Oculus Go. I don't often talk too much about Go titles, but this one, I think I, I can say now it's my favorite game on Oculus Go, uh, which is hard to beat things like virtual virtual reality and other stuff like that. But I feel it's really uh, well-rounded. So there's a game that <clears throat> is essentially FTL and From Other Sons, like Baby on the Oculus Go with uh, this whole kind of pirate slash open seas veneer. And it's called Narrows. Um, and I, I, you know, I heard the name and I was like, this is good. And it was like just at the time that I was watching the latest Game of Thrones episode and they were talking about going out over the narrow sea. And I'm like, oh, I felt like swashbuckling. And then I went in and, and the portrayal of the game, like, you, you know, you have your crew in like a, a captain's room and uh, they lay out this beautiful little map and the map is kind of, I think it's procedurally generated. And so you pick where you want to sail your boat to. Um, and you take on certain risks and you have to balance kind of food and gold and you're like searching for for booty uh, as any good uh, any good captain should do um, and then and then really the the game moves into a mode where you're managing compartments on your ship much like fallout shelter or something like that and mm. and you're picking what weapons you want to go where you're balancing the economy of what can i buy do i need to repair my ship so i don't just sink versus do I want to grab like a two cannonball uh, sail ripper? So like the whole thing, the way it's portrayed, um, there aren't many Go games that I've played where like immediately after I'm out, I want to go back in again. And Narrows was definitely that. So I'm absolutely smitten with the game. Absolutely love it. Anytime I get a chance now, I'm pulling my Go out and playing it. Um, you know how much I love From Other Sons anyway, Mike. And uh, I've always been a fan of FTL since playing that one as well. So if you like a game that's roguelike and when you die, you're dead, uh, I, I definitely recommend Go owners to check out Narrows. 
Nice, nice. I actually uh, played it when it first came out. And again, I really enjoyed it as well. Nice. And like you, it, it reminded me of FTL, you know, managing your, your crew, move them around uh, different compartments of the ship. And, you know, when you get like leaks and stuff or you need to get stuff repaired, then you have to send them to the little compartments. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so so that, definitely. That was it. I just, I, I love being surprised by games where you look at them and you're like, there's no way this is going to be, you know, as good. And then it just totally blows you away. So for what it is so, on the go, I think it's one of the most, well-balanced go games that i've seen i mean there's games like thumper which i love that really don't do well on the go i'd say like it, it just underperforms the audio is not right and on the music game you're like I, i'd rather play that on pc but this game i hope they bring it to other platforms so people can get the chance to play it yeah fingers they're crossed it comes to the, the chat quest. they're asking in the chat is it kind of like guns of icarus oh boy guns of icarus i didn't play guns of icarus i saw the oh, okay videos in that for it and um who was it? Maybe PD or someone had made the reference that uh, that it was like that, but I personally don't know. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, what about you then, Rowdy? What have you been up to this week, dude? <laughs> well, Tell us. What I've been up to. I've, I've been dancing the night away. That's what I've been up to. Yeah, you have. <laughs> Tell us all about it. Yeah, I, I played uh, Dance Central on the Oculus Quest. Um, and I have to say it's uh, it's quite good. Even if you can't dance, it's still uh, it's still a lot of fun. Um, I did go into this, you know, expecting to have an hilarious experience because you just know that uh, you feel that that's the thing about virtual reality. You know, you put those goggles on and you forget everything what is happening outside outside of your vision, and you just think that everything you do is cool. But then the best part about recording yourself in virtual reality is then afterwards just watching that video without the context or whatsoever. It's Oh, I have to say, I think it's one of the funniest videos that I've watched of myself without the game content. It's just hilarious uh, to see myself like go all crazy and uh, and do all those like weird little dance moves. And the funny thing is because I posted it on Reddit because I was like, oh, you know what? This this is something people will probably like. And a lot of people were like, you know, I I never thought I would say this, but I'm actually thinking about buying this game now just because it looks so much fun to to be playing it. And and they're right, you know. I'm I'm not big on those like kind of dance games or like you know Guitar Hero or like those kind of things. Like I'm I'm typically not into that. But uh, if you can act silly, then it's definitely for me. Yeah, 100%. And the weird thing is, there's actually a storyline that is involved in there as well. I only played it for like maybe uh, like roughly like an hour that I played it, but there's like a, a storyline into, it's not a good one, I think. Uh, it's, it's basically about the dance gym. It's like closing down. That's pretty much as far as I got. <laughs> but you hit on like all these chicks that are like around there. You like start hitting them up. You get their phone numbers and then you can call them and like ask them for a dance and that kind of stuff. Found that hilarious. There's probably also dudes in there, but I, I wasn't really interested. So I only talked to the girls and you do one dance with them and bam, you get their number. And I was like, this is my kind of game. This is my kind of I game. I love that. That's such a cool game mechanic. And it really leverages the whole like you know, mobile phone or cell phone thing. And and the crazy thing is like if you, because the, the first time like something went wrong and I like threw my phone away and the next moment I picked up my phone and my my, my screen was cracked. So they had that as well in there. Wow. Which was hilarious. Can you also but, make selfies? Uh, I don't know, actually. Um no, I haven't tried that. I haven't tried that. Imagine making these Snapchat filters. and yeah. You can do yeah, the notification simulator. They have these like, lenses that a, you can put on there. I had and... a girl, before she met me, she took like a selfie of herself. And then later on that evening, she sent that selfie to me. 
before we started dancing. Wow. Oh, it's so nice meeting you. We should like meet up again. Here's a picture of me. And I was like, it's just like a real life. <laughs> so so let's say for someone like me who has who doesn't have a girlfriend this is uh this is my oh, place man, to this be is gold this I'm gonna, is I'm, gold, I'm not gonna feel lonely anymore <laughs> exactly exactly so, nice. so do, do you feel like you've learned any new moves that maybe you can break out in real well, life the, yeah <laughs> show show us i'm, I'm, I'm not gonna because the, the the reason is like whatever move that you do there the entire audience there they go like wow when you do something right. They absolutely go wild, and I'm I'm kind of scared of when I pull out those moves in like a real dance club. People <laughs> go like, "What's wrong with this guy?" You know. What, what is what is the best dance move you learned, Rowdy? Show us. Show no, us. No, 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 no. Come on, <laughs> Rowdy. I made an entire video of dance moves. I, I remember one. It was like this one. Yeah. <laughs> that, but that, that was actually the wrong one because they, they were like, I had to like, at a certain point, I had to like point at my feet, but you had to do it with like a, a different rhythm that your feet were actually doing it. And I just couldn't get it. I just couldn't get it. That's hilarious. Yeah. So is this, is this dance move? Is that to like crab rave or something? That's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, they, they should, they should include that song in there. I, Definitely. I, I got a question for you, Roddy. Uh, the, yeah. the leg part of this. Uh, like tracking or whatever. I mean, I, I was a big dance central player. I only got a little taster of it on Quest. I mean, is it? Um, are they only modeling your upper half, or is there any kind I, of? I assume there's I no tracking think of your so. legs. I, th I think they're only modeling the controller since I think they're only tracking that really, and the controls just need to be in like a similar position. I don't think you mm. really need to do the exact moves. Um, also, I. I I don't know if the cameras would be able to see your legs and directly interpolate that to like. Uh, I, I don't think that the yeah, software some, would be there. To that's what that. I was wondering if they did any kind yeah. of like reverse kinematic <laughs> skeletal model, yeah. kind of like. Well, because I still guys, ace yeah. that move in the game, but in real life, I definitely did not. <laughs> what if right. you? What if you buy yourself like two extra controllers and you flex tape them onto your shoes? I don't know how that will work, but <laughs> you should try that for science. Nate. I, I should <laughs> try that. Share the video with us all. But uh, okay. all in all, it was a it was a really fun experience. Oh, and they do also have they have like a dance gym where you can like perfect your moves. So if you want to like practice certain moves and certain songs, I guess, then you can also go in there and uh, and like play around with that. Only the the studio there is run by a dude, so I was like less interested. Sorry, <laughs> I, okay. I get seriously. I could only play a dancing game if it's in VR because I don't see anyone anymore, and then the embarrassment is gone. But if sure, I, I if I had to like... do just dance in front of a console, but if I'm it's like, silly, are the neighbors like, home? Are they gonna watch like right the, now what the, I'm doing? With the connect, <laughs> I mean, if you do that with like a bunch of drunk friends, it's the best time ever. Yeah, but you get yeah, but you just you said well it. You gotta be drunk to <laughs> to not be embarrassed, basically. <laughs> With VR, you don't have to. You just put it yeah, on. Like true. I've been dancing in front of so many people at PAX and didn't even notice it. True, true. We all did that. Yeah, yeah. So, what about you then, Nathy? What have you been playing this week, then, dude? I played virtual virtual reality on the Oculus Quest. Mm. I played a little bit of Beat Saber once again. I also uh, checked out Dead and Buried Two with uh, some friends of mine, and the one I want to highlight is Super Hot VR. Mm -hmm. Because there is a demo on on the store that that you can try. I'm not sure if this is going to be available for everyone. Uh, yes, uh, Super Hot is one of the ones that is available. I think for everyone, is it the one we we mentioned it last week? Maybe 
Uh, I'll double check that, but yeah. I, four yeah. dudes with no memory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't remember. Well, let's say I played a, I played like a five minute demo, um, and um, yeah, super fun. Uh, I, um, I I I made a video about it, showing what you can do with the quest. I was you know spinning around doing these matrix moves, stuff like that. I don't think I would play it that way uh, when I would actually you know play it. Um, but it's 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 cool to try. And see what what it does and 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 how well it tracks. Um, I do feel like the demo they have, if it is available for everyone, is not showing off the full potential of what Super Hot VR is going to be like on Quest, because the demo that I uh, checked out was very similar to the PC version. There was nothing really standing out uh, in that sense. Well, at Oculus Connect, you felt more like hey this is different this is something else it's more room scale it's more making making use out of the 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 um the fact that you are wireless you know that you don't have any wires anymore so that's pretty surprising actually nathy because um like your comment there i mean walking away from oculus connect 5 one of my best impressions was super hot that demo where you're walking down the corridor and yes. you totally lose yourself. Yes, and but that's like, not the demo you you get on your quest. That's too bad. Missed opportunity for them, I'd say. Well, the so, problem is um, with the with the the demo at OC five is that they had that play space that they knew exactly the of portions course. of that play space, yeah, so yeah. they can't replicate that in everyone's home. So they also stated recently on social media that the the quest version of Superhot will be the same version as the PC version, although obviously you're completely tetherless and wireless now, so you've got the freedom to move around. Uh, but just to clarify, it's not included in oh. the five free demos. The five okay. free demos for clarification are Beat Saber, Creed, Journey of the Gods, Space Pirate oh. Trainer, and Sports Scramble. Although the demo is already made and it's a press demo, so they could just convert it, I guess, yeah. for a free demo. Hopefully, fingers crossed. And yeah, again, to, to, to clear that up, like, you know, the stuff we have been playing around with, not everything is going to be free on Quest. The, the ones that Mike just mentioned are the ones that you can, you know, check out. Um, but yeah, we- it's weird though, like that they didn't include some of those cool things you can do with the Quest um, in this in this demo because Oculus Connect was really showing it to its full potential. Um, let me just quickly explain you what it was like. You were uh, staring at like a door and when you then moved around, the door was gone, but there was something else suddenly. So it was constantly changing the rooms around you and it made you feel like there was way more space than you really have. It's like constantly running around in a circle, like in a maze and Mm. every time it feels different. That's kind of what it's like. But in this demo, yeah, it was just like the, the what I played on Oculus Rift before on my HTC Vive on, on Steam on Oculus Home. So I, uh, yeah, I, I was like, oh, okay, um, people just wanted to know if there were any differences. I don't think there was anything major uh, going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, did hear that the developers did put some 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 Easter eggs in there, some some new things to kind of spice it up, but it's not going to be... Um, I think they changed the mechanics too. They kind of... Uh, 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 fresh them up a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but as I said, nothing major. I feel like. How did it look or perform as well, Nathan? It, it looks for me. It looked the same. Now I, of course, also put the uh, like the super hot PC gameplay next to. Um, it, it looks a little different, but it's not noticeable in any way, yeah. um, and it plays exactly the same way. Uh, yeah, not nothing, nothing different. 
No, and and the the developers um, tweeted this week that you know I think they finished the development on the Quest version of the game now, and one of the devs stated um, sort of that it's the best version of Super Hot that you can play because yeah. because you're free, you know, you're not tethered to a PC yeah. anymore, so you have that freedom of movement, which is great. Yeah, um, so they, they improved the 360 gameplay. That's what they said because there is more, there can be more going on behind you, but. I always felt like super hot VR is not completely 360. I feel like it's 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 kind of going into every corner, but it's not going to make you constantly uh, uh, go all over the place. Uh, although if you play endless mode, that's a different uh, that's a different story. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was uh, it was nice. I like in the end, if you if this is your first headset, the Oculus Quest, then this whole story I just told you, forget about it. Doesn't matter because the first time it's great you know but if you come from rift and you then have a quest mm. then you might be a little disappointed thinking that there is something new to be explored mm. uh, that's not not the case yeah to reiterate that like you know if you've never played super hot in vr before in my opinion it's like a must buy title uh, mm. for quest i would Fair enough. i'll second that yeah mm. yeah i'm, I'm interested Usual. though i mean like i guess it's it's the perfect example of uh, the look and feel of a game that's going to run great on Quest, right? Mm. It, it, it's kind of in that corner of. I don't know, How long is the playtime actually on 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 uh, in the demo? The, the demo is like five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like that. yeah and uh, I think the full game is. Yeah, I don't know. I think I finished it in like two, three, maybe. Yeah. Because yeah. you also have all these game modes that you can also try. Yeah, and so. in, the, in, the, in the you still have an endless mode in the full game, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. That's like the new Super Hot Forever update. That's also, as far as I know, included with the the Quest uh, version. But uh, today I had some friends over and they tried uh, some stuff too. And I mean, Super Hot is is definitely a, a good a good selling point. It's 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 very impressive because you feel like you're Neo from the Matrix. Who doesn't want to be Neo, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, what about the chat? What have they been playing? Uh, any any sort of suggestions there? Um, oh, maybe I'll talk about what I've been playing that this week when we can round it up at the end. But um, I've been playing uh, a lot of Journey of the Gods on the Quest. Um, I think I'm over just over three hours into it now. So it's a, it's a fairly long game. I think it was touted to be about six hours long anyway. Uh, but if you're not familiar with it, it's it's a game that's coming to Quest and Rift. Uh, it's an adventure game that looks and plays fairly similar to like the old Zelda games of old. Um, but obviously it's built for, for, for VR. Uh, there's a few things that I really like about this game. And there's a couple of things that I don't like about this game. Um, what I really like so far is that the weapons feel great. You know, you have access to a sword, a shield, and a crossbow, and using them feel great, and you can switch between them anytime you want. And when you swing the sword, like it, it sounds like a lightsaber almost. It's kind of got that nice hum. And to it has it. like these nice physics, but also just the sounds in this in this game are, you know, top yeah, notch. Exactly. And the cool thing about these weapons is as well, like during the levels, if you find other weapons, you can collect them. And then if you collect three of each one, then at the end, you have like a little area you go to between each mission, you can then forge an upgrade. So you can upgrade your sword. And the thing the cool thing is they actually evolve the weapons so they they're a lot bigger or the you know the crossbow has more bullets and the shield gets bigger oh. as well so you can deflect more stuff and that's really nice but there's there's other things that just aren't so nice like i feel like the game really lacks something the fact that it doesn't have any uh like voice acting in it it's all text-based um mm. so the 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 urgency of the fact that these villagers need your help and you're the hero that they need and you need to go and do this now is kind of lost in text when you're just reading it. 
Um, yeah, they don't make any sounds, right? It's not like this. You don't even really hear that. It's more like you hear a sound that you open the text balloon. Yeah, and that there that there there just stops. Yeah, yeah, and the first missions, like I don't want to spoil anything, but the first missions kind of set up the game really nicely, but then it the gameplay gets really changed up in the second mission, and then it kind of reverts back in the third mission. So they mix up gameplay styles, so they try to make it like a bit of variety in there, but they don't execute that well, and it kind of made that level particularly annoying from my perspective. Interesting. Um, also, the god powers that you use are kind of a bit hit and miss. Um, when you turn into god mode, you have different abilities which you unlock through your progression in the game. And one of them which you get early on is like a, you can grab to the sky and reach a lightning bolt and throw it to the ground, which sounds awesome. And and when it works, it it's awesome. But I found that I have struggled with it working sometimes. You know, sometimes you can't throw a lightning bolt properly. It just dissipates and doesn't hit a target or something like that. That became really frustrating. And then I got to a point where that was a, a mechanic to progress further. And I actually got stuck. I couldn't progress any further. Oh, and, and when when you use your god abilities, it uses like your power, which you have to, re, you know, uh, refill. And because I'd used it all, I couldn't progress any further. So I was just stuck in this little part of the world. So and I had to basically quit saying... the game and restart, quit the game and restart until I could mm-hmm. eventually get that hit detection to work to progress any further. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit okay. frustrating. So <laughs> that's why we're... that's why I say what... it's got good things and bad yeah. things about this game. Well, what you're actually saying is that you suck too hard at the game for it to be good. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say I suck. I think that <laughs> like the hit detection on, on that particular god power could be better. Oh, yeah, um, it's the hit detection, yeah. It is sure. for sure, for sure. sure. I'm not a noob, sure. I promise. <laughs> but hey, hey. Uh, also, something you should say is that the enemies in there, they they look gorgeous, and the way they a- they have been animated is so cool. You're like, oh, yeah. okay, what is this for? Like the first time you see a new creature, mm. you're like, uh oh, okay, what is this going to do? Yeah, and like you know, you you, you make a good point because all the creures there are various creatures in the game. You have to fight them in different ways and use different styles of I fighting to defeat cool, them. Yeah. Pardon. That was what I thought was cool, that you mm. had to like figure out yourself how to like defeat a certain enemy or a certain style of enemy. Yeah, uh, I agree. But cool. like, I just think the, the things that I've experienced take the shine off the game for me a little bit. And I think, you know, out of the two games from Turtle Rock that are releasing on the Quest, I think Face Your Fears is, is a way better game. It's way more fun. Had, mm. had a great time with that game. Uh, I will continue with this one, though. I do want to finish it, but it was just kind of to put the... The information out there of, of what i've experienced so far with it wait, wait, wait i thought they made another game like left for Dead 3 on v on the no, okay never mind maybe that hasn't been announced <laughs> yet no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah that's 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 pretty much what i played um so any suggestions in the chat before we move on to the quick news this week suggestions you i've seen people, people saying played? that they've been playing yeah. wilson's heart uh the talos principle from flippo's side Great Tantrum has been playing Gran Turismo Sport VR. Uh, Clay Bomb, I was addicted to VR porn until I found Jesus. So we're all very happy for him as well. Um, and then I think... What's Undead Development? What even is that? Undead Development? That's that game where you need to like build certain parts of like the house and then zombie waves come at you. You need to kill them. You can make like your own kind of weapons and that kind of stuff. Huh. Uh, yeah, it's fun. It's a fun game. Nice, nice. So let's start off with a bit of quick news then. And first up is Detective Pikachu. <laughs> so for those of you out there still playing Pokemon Go, I don't know if there is many people out there 
No. Raise your hands. Yeah. Uh, you'll be pleased to hear, if you are still playing, that the developers of the game Niantic are adding the adorable Detective Pikachu movie-inspired oh, content to the so game. So fluffy. To coincide with the movie's release this week. Uh, you can unlock clothing items for your avatar that feature his little face. Uh, you can encounter more Pokemon that are featured in the movie. And you also may get photobombed by Detective Pikachu himself. What? Seriously? Telling the truth here, guys. Who doesn't want to be photobombed by the one and only? Yeah. So were any of you into Pokemon Go? I think we've had this conversation before, but just remind me. For like two weeks. Yeah. I, I was, yeah, seriously into it for a good time, Mike. I'm probably about a good part of a year or definitely like heavily, heavily in it for about four months and then hibernated when things started to get a bit cold up north. Am I right in thinking that it was you that told us the story that you got into a stranger's car? stranger's oh, no. car that wasn't me <laughs> no maybe that was someone else people yeah. get into my car mike that's a different thing right you're you're encouraging them into your car with that's Pokemon. Right. that that's that, that right. was sorry it. That was wrong it. way around and yeah candy. <laughs> <laughs> but but i was i was really into pokemon go as well like i think it was that summer where everyone was going crazy for it nuts. uh it was a really hot summer as well here in the uk and everyone in the parks locally were just going nuts uh trying to hunt for pokemon oh. still um, like there's still people that yes, do it. there like, are here yeah. in front of my house. Like there, there's like the these pokey stops at like um, monuments. There's like a monument in front of my house. There's still like people gathering every week. They come with their cars and they just chill there. It's also a social thing. It's not just hey, yeah. we, we got to catch some Pokemon's. It's like serious business. No, they also just you know they chill. And especially now with the weather, you can barbecue and catch Pokemon's while you're at it. <laughs> yeah, just, just bring the idea to you, everyone. <laughs> nice. But yeah, you're, you're right, though, because like uh, I was heading to town the other day and uh, there was a group of people all sort of looking at their phones, like moving in a pack. It's crazy. A, a flock, I think they call still, them. Still, still. How long and, has and, this been out? It's uh, yeah, it's. And I was looking at their phones and they were all still playing Pokemon Go. Wow. Uh, but I'm sure this is a big you know, thing for them. You know, just, Pikachu has always been an iconic, uh, iconic uh, Pokemon character. Uh, and obviously with the movie coming out. It's, uh, it's big news for them. But are you guys uh, interested in checking out the movie? It's been getting pretty decent reviews, I think. No? Not, not, even, really? <laughs> not, not even with your kids, Sim? Uh, actually, films and kids don't go down usually that well. So, I mean, my kids have been pretty behaved, but actually it was one of the things we didn't do for like the first three years of having kids is go to the cinema because it's just like, one of them goes off, then one parent has to leave probably for 20, 30 minutes and everyone else gets interrupted. So, yeah, but films at home are great. Is it me or does this, because I've only seen like one or maybe like half a trailer, but is it not like a little bit more adult themed? Yeah, it seems more adult yeah. themed actually. More oh, like, okay, okay. Yeah, Pikachu just looks weird. I don't know. I think I think it's actually aimed at the generation that probably like grew up with Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. And let's be honest about it. They did a way better job than the Sonic team did. You know, like, <laughs> like P Pikachu actually yeah. looks like Pikachu, you know, so uh, yeah, they're, they're going to change yeah. that up, luckily. So that's that's good. But I wonder uh, to promote uh, the, the, the AR app once again, maybe they, they put it into the movie itself where someone is just casually... Mm. That would be so cool. I wonder if they did that. I haven't watched it, but I did hear there are a lot of Easter eggs in the, you know, in the movie. But that would be like a promotion to kind of tie in once again. This could be again another uh, wave of of hype for you know catching Pokemon's in in real life. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the movie. I'm hopefully going to go and see it next week, so I'll let you know what I think. It's, I just had a kind of comment there. I, I think it's kind of funny that people look at Pokemon these days, and I know they 
associated with the kind of being a kid's thing because they do tend to direct um, the shows in that to that audience. But I'll tell you, when it first landed and I got my first copy of uh, Pokemon Blue on Game Boy something or other, I can't remember which system it was specifically, <laughs> but um, like it, it was like the best RPG at the time, like on handheld and you could mm-hmm. take it everywhere with you. It wasn't like really seen as kiddish at that point. It was more like a monster collector and that's it- what it I don't think it has ever been. I think Pokemon is for everyone. Mm. I never felt like it was only for... Yeah, it's like Mario. It's kind of ageless in a way. But also because the games that they made, they were were in a way like a a new concept, I think. Mm. A concept that could appeal to a lot of people. Well, I, I missed the whole Pokemon wave at the start because my parents uh, thought uh, the series on TV was too violent. So I never <laughs> watched it. Yeah, they, they, they so I'm kind of sad that boy. I never... But I did play boy. the games. I did play it on my Game Boy Advance. Also hooking up that little cable between two... Oh, yeah. Uh, and two kind of trade. Cable. Man, man, that was, those were the times, man. <laughs> those were the days. But like, why don't we have that? Like, that was the whole... That was like the whole thing when, when, when this... Uh, when Pokemon Go landed. Like, why couldn't they have done some kind of near factor communication or bluetooth yeah. or just anything to be able to like yeah but also have like there, you, you know? you're being like the, the the how do you call that person like the dojo leader like the person that who runs yeah. the town like have the uh, like if you're the best one in your city to be like the but uh, i th- they should still do that like they that still... would totally add up to it because then you also play a role and I know in the I, universe of Pokemon. We're probably going too deep here, but like the they've added a lot of features to Pokemon Go. So if you're into AR games, it's still one of the better AR games that you can play. And there's a yeah. lot of multiplayer features, which mean... And the thing that I liked about it the most is that the way I, I looked at it is it was more a great excuse to see your local area. I learned loads mm-hmm. of stuff because of those monuments like what Nancy was talking about. Uh, that you normally would just pass by and be like, I don't care what that thing is. <laughs> or just go get to the shop or whatever. And then the second thing is exercise. Like the amount we walked, yeah. me and my wife and that, like <laughs> huge. Like we walked like, it was like 20 miles a week we were walking. We normally would just be sitting on our rear. So um, yeah. I think that AR games, a lot of people dismiss them. A lot of people think that uh, it'll be more like business applications or day-to-day stuff that comes into the AR space. But I'm still super enthused for anything in the AR space they can pull off that's fun. So, Agreed. So Agreed. Uh, I'll ask a question. Who's going to watch a movie out of the four of us? Yeah, I'm gonna go watch it. I like the thing is, I'm not really, I'm not really into theaters in general to no. go watch a movie there. So I just wait until it comes out, and then I might yeah, watch it. I'd but watch it at home, but I wouldn't go out to the. I wanted to go theater. to Endgame, but then I heard it was like three hours. I'm like, I gotta sit in a in a theater for like, I just can't do it. I just can't sit still for that long. So I've got a funny story about Endgame. I won't spoil it, but um. So, like, because obviously I wanted to see it, like, as soon as it came out, uh, I booked uh, our local theater and uh, the tickets, it looked like I was right at the very back. I was like, oh, I'm happy with being right at the very back. But when we got there, what I realized was I'd looked at the map upside down. (laughs) So I was actually in the front, the the front center row for three hours. And uh, when when, when we came out, my friend, my really good friend, he he felt so motion sick because he was so close to the screen. Like, yeah, he was, he he felt really rough. I, I, I've been there too. I once watched like the SpongeBob movie on like the front row in the left corner, in the complete left corner. I'm like, horrible, <laughs> horrible. I still oh, like that's that. Terrible. Online. That's a horror Even story. That is. Yeah, but 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 Rowdy, you have a funny IPD, so you can see much more than yeah, I do. <laughs> He's got the IPD of a mouse. <laughs> I, I only have basically one big eye. I just have one big eye. That's it. 
<laughs> right. So Cold let's. Uh, sorry, sorry for fanboying on the whole Pokemon thing. Sorry, everyone. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, let's let's move on. Let's do, well, let's talk maybe, VR. Yeah. It can't be worse than the last season of Game of Thrones. So I mean, I'm still watching that. So I'll, I'll probably watch a new Pokemon movie as well. <laughs> what would you do if Ash just took like a sword to the the stomach? You know, in the middle of that, that would be an awesome film. Yeah. yeah. If Ash like would like sit on the Iron Throne in the end. No more Pokemon. No more Pokemon. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Let's move on. Let's talk about uh, Battlewake because uh, we had some really cool news from uh, developers Servios. They're the same team behind Sprint Vector, Electronauts, Creed, and Raw Data. And they unveiled their new game, which they've been working on called Battlewake. Hmm. And uh, they described this game as a rip-roaring, high-seas, vehicular combat adventure developed exclusively for VR. Yeah, um, And basically, you step into the shoes of one of four pirate lords, uh, where you can steer a pirate ship and direct your crew to attack all the enemy ships on the seas uh, using cannons and other fun weapons. And it looks kind of interesting. They've even got uh, each pirate lord has a unique ability that they can unlock as well. So one of them has this like badass kraken ability that like raises a kraken from the sea to take out your foes, which looks like a lot of fun. And also when you do take out enemy ships, you get like bounties as a reward for doing so. Ooh. So you can use that gold for upgrades for your own ship, which mm. then gives you that nice satisfying gameplay loop um so yeah it looks really cool what do you guys think of this one it looks this great we, reminds... we've been saying that the pirate game in vr would be would be epic and there's, there's actually been like a few uh <laughs> mm. but i mean servios is like a, a pretty well-established brand in the virtual reality world so I'm, I'm actually happy that they're trying to like get into this as well because yeah. they deliver quality titles i think the best pirate vr game i played was a uh, furious seas i think that was mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. but that wasn't a multiplayer so this sounds like sea of thieves but in the end, Sea of Thieves is more of an open world where you can also get off your ship, go to an island, uh, try to find treasures. So this this sounds like it's only on, on 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 sea, right? There's no way you're going to get off your ship in any way. Well, you exactly. can still try in in real life and kind of be like, oh, okay, let's make the jump and see what happens. I you might be able to fall overboard. That would be kind of funny. But you're right. It it does look very similar to Furious Seas because you know the the, the level mechanics, ringing the bell, pulling the anchor. Oh, ringing the bell is also a thing in. Uh... Yeah, and, and directing your cannons looks very very similar. It seems mm. like officially similar to an extent, but then again, if you look at um, Sea of Thieves and as I mentioned, Narrows that's come out before. Honestly, if you're if you're working in that territory, there's some things like the Kraken, which is just going to naturally come out at a think at a think tank. This game to me is super. I'm just super enthused for it. Like it was, it was only three days earlier we were playing Serious Sam, and we talked about this. We were like, "Oh, why isn't there a multiplayer, you know, game on right? the sea with pirates in that?" And, mm. and this looks awesome. But, but I, I want to be able does... to see my gold. And I, I thought actually that Furious Seas had uh, had multiplayer. Um, yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, it, it does, does now. Was, I was about to oh, say it that. Does now. It does. It has a multiplayer, online multiplayer, a co op, and online co op. Oh, yeah, because cool. we were just thinking about doing an, an event on it because, uh, again, all the hype for this game is drummed it up in us. So. Yeah, but like yeah. you say, you know, Servios has a great reputation of making solid games in VR. Um, this uh, game, Battlewake, it'll actually have 20 chapters uh, story campaign, along with co-op, like you said, and a PvP multiplayer deathmatch mode. Um, the cool thing is you can sign up for the open beta, which lists PC VR headsets, PSVR, and most interestingly, Oculus Quest. Whoa. Uh, yeah. No way. No way. What? Yeah. 
Yeah, because Servios, you've got to remember, they made Creed on Quest as well, so they're no stranger to the Quest hardware. Um, so if you sign up to the beta, you can select whether you own a Quest in there. Whether it'll be like a release on Quest, we don't know, but it's a good indication that it might be if they're uh, asking if you own like one for beta access. They, I also like, again, that they include a, a single-player campaign. They've yes. done that in every one of their titles now? Mm-hmm. Not Sprint Vector. Oh, well, no, kind uh, of. Yeah, with bots. You can yeah. play against AI, but if, yeah. is that that fun? Uh, it's yeah. okay, actually. Well, I mean, just a lot better. If it, if it has a storyline, then yeah, I understand you might want to play it alone, but if it's just multiplayer-based, like Sprint Vector, I don't think bots are that satisfying. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, and, and most of their titles, because they have, they have actually made quite a few, that they've included a single-player story then as well. And uh, what I think is most interesting is that they constantly shift from different genres. Mm. It's not even yeah, a like slight I, shift. They, they never stick with one thing. They just try it all. You know, Creed as well, and, and then Electronauts, all these weird, you know, jumps from... You, know, you never know what to expect next. And it's such a big studio. Mm. Like, like if, if you're ever in LA, just go to their, go to their office. It's, it's ginormous. And yeah. they give the best parties too, by the way. Because they, they also <laughs> um, have a series of arcades, don't they, as well? Yes. VR arcades. Oh, yeah, yeah, they um, do. Yeah, you're right, yeah. P- part of their business. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that is Battle Wake coming uh, this summer. So, uh, I if might you're have interested... to rent a pirate ship when, uh, when, uh, when it's on Quest. <laughs> yes, you should. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun if it comes to Quest. That's going to be great. Um, Next bit of uh, quick news is about the HP Reverb. We've talked about this on a previous episode of the show. It was coming out this week uh, on the 5th of May. And basically, if you've not heard of it, it's the brand new Windows Mixed Reality headset from HP. And uh, the the thing is, this headset really makes itself stand out from the crowd uh, because of its super high resolution displays at 2160 by 2160 per eye, making it one of the highest resolution consumer headsets available on the market. It's even higher than the upcoming Valve Index, uh, which mm-hmm. is interesting, and it's going to be available for $600 for the base model. However... Um, the problem with this headset, and just like previously we, we experienced with the Samsung Odyssey, is that you can't actually find it anywhere to buy one. Um, it's not listed on the Microsoft website, uh, which lists other mixed reality Windows headsets on there. So right now it seems you can only order one directly from HP on the US site. And right now they only have the Pro version listed, which is $649 US and is currently out of stock. So I think it sold out pretty much straight away. <laughs> Uh, but you can't buy them from any resellers anywhere yeah. else. Wait, wait, wait. So US only. US only. But that's yep. so weird because when when I when I was at VRX, you know, in Amsterdam, they have been they have been promoting this headset in Europe as well. Mm-hmm. And and yep. then when it comes out, it's like no, nope, surprise. Yeah, what's, and what's going wait, on? Wait, wait, whether so or not that would change or not, I don't know. But like we experienced this with the Samsung Odyssey as well, right? You know, it's a it's a legit decent headset you know people were out there were, were really enthusiastic about it at the time it was like the king headset to buy if you're yeah. into races and and simmers and i think this is going to overtake that in terms of for, for sim races it's, and it's uh, perfect for and the flight sim sims yeah, yeah amazing it's interesting as well to see like how different uh, brands and different companies focus on like different parts of virtual reality headsets right you know you have the oculus rift that is doing their thing uh, oculus is doing their thing you have index that is doing their thing now you have the hp reverbs also doing their thing they're all roughly similar but they're different enough for like getting like the thing that you really want for your kind of gaming experience if you're a sim racer you're probably more interested in this kind of headset than like paying so much more for a valve index where you actually Mm -hmm. might have a better experience in this one 
Yeah, absolutely. I think this is going to be the the great one for for sim racers and, and, and you know people that like flight sims uh, because of the high resolution. You know, from what we've seen so far, it looks really great. Uh, so if that's the, your bag, then I think you're just going to have to keep an eye out. Also, the color, right? I mean, that's another thing that I've seen popping up in in my mm. chat quite a bit is people concerned, particularly like elite dangerous players who are like the black levels in the new headsets. You know, we've heard negative reports, and I'd say, I mean, like. I don't know about index, but certainly with the panels that we've got in Quest, Rift S, and uh, and and the index, you can't really expect the same kind of black levels as you might already be accustomed to. So a headset like mm. this is this an OLED? Is again, I think it is. Let me just double check because uh, yeah, there's I been so many I'm headsets released. Really so I, I can't the, even the remember has anymore. They do say it's, one, think, it's a, a full RGB long. strip, so I don't know if that's possible with the. Uh, it's yeah, an it's... LCD. They're all gone LCD. <laughs> yeah, they've all gone LCD. I think. Love I think it. most importantly, what 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 what's the nicest about this headset? Yes, the resolution is you know a big thing too, but yeah. the comfort is also you know it it has a it has a different design than any other headset has used in the past. You know, so mm. for sim racers, it's always going to be annoying to have a dial on the back because a lot of headsets also go to like straps now with like dials, right? So you have like this button here in, in your neck, and this one doesn't have that at all. So you can just simply lean back and play with it. Although the cable at the back did look that there was a chunky cable connection at the back. Yeah, but that, that was like prototype stuff. I don't uh, think that's 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 in the in the full uh, kit. It's not like the case anymore. Not in that sense. Like that wasn't it was a big connection piece between that. That's not a thing anymore. On the, on the retail model that I saw that got shipped out, I did see it on there as well. They still so, have it. Yeah, so it's something to be aware of. There okay. is a, a big chunky connection right at your back of the head that I was a bit worried about. So if you're if you're worried about it, go and check it out. But hopefully, mm. these headsets will be coming to European outlets in the future I, because that never happened with the Odyssey. We yeah, still well, have. Why? To why them. is it like? And I don't think it will ever happen in the mm. first place anymore. It has been so long, mm. and 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 I'm worried with this one too that. Yeah, I don't know, but they, as I said, they have been promoting it in Europe, so that's a good sign, at least, mm. to have. But like, you know, it sucks that when Europe gets left out. Like, we already pay over the odds for all this tech. <laughs> Plus, anyway. other places in the world too. It's not only Europe, of course. True, yeah. but uh, true. Yeah, no, it's odd. It's very odd, and also, as you said, it's hard to find. If there is something that you want to nail, especially with HP telling everyone, like, yeah, this is going to be for consumers too. Everyone can buy it. Then at least make it visible for everyone to also find. Um, yes. If you got to dig that deep into it, and it's not even on the Microsoft store, well, other mixed reality headsets are on there. That's yeah. a big miss. It's a big miss. Yes. It might it's also like, be it, intentional, though. If their manufacturing arm isn't strong enough at the moment, you know, then they're just still working on tooling. They're only cranking out certain tens. Yeah, of... but it's, I mean, it's a mixed reality headset. Microsoft is a part of that. So being on the, on, on the Microsoft store is very important. If it's not on eBay, Amazon, whatever, yeah, okay, I understand. But Microsoft is actually the one that mm -hmm. makes the magic happen in the end with their platform. It's their platform yeah, that I, HP I, Reverb is running on. So I checked, I checked both the uh, European and US Microsoft store this morning, not Nothing. listed on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so okay. yeah, a real kick in the virtual balls unfortunately maybe we should uh, uh register a domain name called hp refurb or buy hprefurb.com <laughs> and then we just link people to it <laughs> go to help it. them out <laughs> go for it um but let's know in the chat if you're interested in the v in the reverb and if you've ordered one or maybe you've pre-ordered one somehow from the us and you're getting one shipped over we'd love to know um just while i cover this last bit of quick news and that is about uh psvr 
because Sony announced uh, two new PSVR bundles this week, which will be available to buy on the 28th of May. Now, both of these uh, bundles feature new and exciting games, both of which I'm really looking forward to playing. Uh, The first bundle includes uh, the updated PSVR headset, very slight updates. But so what, uh, the, what is the update uh, like again? What what are you buying uh, into? It, you've basically just got like a a, a a better headphone jack location. The cable has got better connections, so you're you're not getting this like breakout box hanging by your your knees. Um, it's just a better Less designed cables. headset, yeah, and, and more comfortable. I think in that sense, you know, in terms of its design, um, you're getting a new uh, PSVR camera, uh, new move controllers, and um, you're getting Blood and Truth and Everybody's Golf VR bundled into it. As so well. they're just the regular move controls because you're saying yeah, new. Yeah, that's, sorry, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Okay. They're, they're the, the <laughs> I was like, what did ones. I miss? But okay, yeah. No, but yeah, actually, yeah. it matters if you have a load of mini, or sorry, micro USB, micro USB. chargers oh, yeah. because I've got the ones that have the mini ones, and it's like I've got now yeah. two cables are the only cables in the house yeah. that'll charge these. So the controller itself is just the same deal. The controllers are new, but like you say, yeah. um, just the just parts. Got, that's it. Just the ports. Yeah. But the headset yeah. is enough to get a little, at least a little bit excited about it. I've, I've kind of always been like, maybe I'll just leave the kids with the old ones. So uh, <laughs> then, uh, you know, maybe it'll break on its own and yeah. I can get it. It doesn't yet. matter if the dog chews on it or anything like that. Exactly. Because I got a new one. Yeah. This, um, this bundle will be available for $349.99 US dollars. And like I said, you know, Blood and Truth. I think that game looks incredible. I can't Ooh. wait to play that game. Same. I never... I never played London Heist on PSVR World, so uh, I think this is kind of like the spiritual successor to that. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to playing that. The um, the second bundle includes the headset camera, but doesn't include the, include the move controllers. Uh, you'll just have to use the DualShock uh, with this setup. Uh, and that includes uh, Trover Saves the Universe and Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will be available for 299 99 us dollars but it makes sense that there are no moves with that because these games are designed for so you're basically buying the bundle for a certain genre of game so if you're more the you know the type who likes to move around shoot with guns and really use your hands Mm -hmm. then you know you should go for the bundle with blood Blood and truth if you like you know platformers or where you're like seated and you just use the gamepad to to interact with then you should go, go for the other bundle so it makes sense it's for different gamers exactly target and and five nights at freddy's i'm, I'm so looking forward oh, to that game yeah and, you yeah. And, so looking forward to that not, game. yeah I'm, like, Jesus. I'm looking forward to it um but zim got to play it at, at pax right i did day one it was the first thing i played at pax how was it it was uh it was a fantastic uh, a fantastic conversion of the whole concept of Five Nights at Freddy's to VR. Um, they did a true conversion of the first kind of the, I call it the first kind of the standard Five Nights at Freddy's. I'm going to be in front of a security camera. I've got my three corridors. I've got to take care of all of that. If anyone's not played Five Nights at Freddy's, don't look at any videos. Just buy the game and play it. All right. <laughs> It'll feel good going it's down. It's like a, a jolly good experience. You know, you need to plant roses and like water them. And... It's very peaceful. And then they jump in front of your face. It's a lot of jump scares. The thing is, there's a lot of jump scares in the game. How, how hard if you did fail. you squeal, Zim? How hard did you squeal? I, I squealed quite a bit. Um, I've got a video of that over on YouTube if you want to see it. I was surprised how well it did, actually, because it was just a rough cut. And there was no gameplay footage. It was just me squealing. But um, the, 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 the PSVR conversion of Five Nights at Freddy's VR, and again, I don't know if it's going to... Is it landing on other, on other platforms? Yep. Wow. It's okay. Coming, so, yeah, go on. Uh, no, I was just going to explain kind of like the other two modes. 
were really interesting as well. So you have this, you have the kind of Five Nights at Freddy's that you expect, and then you have a couple of others that are that are quite different. So one of them is where you've got, uh, it's almost like an, I call it like an escape room, where you've got a series of um, uh, ducts, air ducts in front of you to your sides, and you're trying to kind of like flip some switches to kind of get um, almost like the air duct system cleared out or still working. That's from memory I'm going. Um, and as you're flicking these switches and turning your head and stuff, someone's trying to crawl at you in the vents. Uh, I've said it before, like the alien and alien isolation. And that's very <laughs> creepy. Um, and it, and it, like it puts you under that time pressure of, I have to fix this quickly before this thing jumps in my face. Um, I don't remember the second okay. mode. I know I played it, but maybe Mike, do you have any... I, I didn't play it. I didn't get. I, got, I, got, I got an idea. I got an idea. Why don't we, once the game comes out, ask Natey to play it? Yeah, what we should do is we should do an F reality stream where, like this, Natey <laughs> plays the game. We just all watch and commentate. That'd be hilarious. We get big boxes of popcorn. <laughs> like three hours straight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be amazing. If, if you want that, just let us know in the chat. And we'll make it happen. Yeah, um, exactly. But th this game I, is. I, this game okay. is coming out on the 21st of May on PC VR headsets. Yeah. So if you're if you're interested in playing yeah. on PC VR, you can. But interestingly, I thought the release date was kind of interesting because the 21st of May also is the release date for the Quest. And when I checked this morning, this game is listed on the Oculus Store for Rift. Uh, so this is the first Five Nights at Freddy's game that's ever been released on the Oculus Store. The previous episodes uh, have always been on Steam. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if this gets a quest released, but we don't know that for sure yet. Oh, no, Absolutely. you sure, Mike? Do you have anything to... Uh... Don't know any insider information. Well, this is just usually, a chill guess. You know, usually, like, let me just... This is like a side story here. Usually when I go onto Reddit, Mike is part of a of a conspiracy. So I I feel like this is one of those. It's true. That's true. I, I get embroiled in a lot of conspiracies on Reddit. <laughs> this is true. Um, well, I, yeah, I can, I can say that, to that the chat is very much looking forward. They even threw in a donation to make sure that it happens. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You yes. didn't even ask. You didn't even ask me. You don't need to. You just think I'm like I'm fine. Like you know, I would I would rather play this than than any other horror title well, at the, the moment. By the way, they're also ask, asking if you already ate the hats. The hats That's show. true. <laughs> Maybe we can do that at the same time. It'll be a bonus stream where well, Nathan eats a head while I'm playing the game, and then. Uh, craps himself playing five nights at freddy's poor, that'd be hilarious Nathy. i mean i feel like he's turning into this stream punching bag here i mean let's leave, leave him alone for a minute let's pick on rowdy because he called us all nerds a moment ago for pokemon go yes i saw that rowdy god dang it nathy you just got to take one for the team for the views man just do it <laughs> <laughs> well if i if, if i done all, the, all of this this horrible stuff then rowdy is next so i, I sure. i'm happy to do it we'll take it in turns oh okay so uh, let's pass it over to Zim then uh, for the lowdown on the releases for next week. What you should, and maybe what you shouldn't be playing in VR. Oh my God. I, I, I have been looking forward to this ever since I f saw this quality title. I'm starting off on the lovely, lovely um, open pastures of Steam VR. So this first title, last, last week, <clears throat> I asked um, what the game with loneliness was about. You guys had your guesses and were far off because it's one of the world's most enigmatic VR titles. I played that during the week. I held up my end of the bargain on that one, actually. And um, it was it was really good. It, it just did what the trailer did. Uh, it was kind of, it didn't tell you anything. You, you played it. And uh, if anyone doesn't know what that is, go look at it. It was like a five quid or something and uh, really worthwhile climbing game. Uh, had a bit of story to it as well, which I wasn't expecting. Um, and un 
unspoken story. Uh, so the game kind of describes itself through imagery and depictions. You start off as a broken-legged robot. But with that, with that title shoved into last week's uh, podcast, this week we have a different one. And I will, uh, I will, I will say the title, and I ask you to do the same thing. Tell me what Google Rowdy. Tell me, tell, tell me what you think this one's all about, because it's the longest fecking name I've ever seen on a Steam game. Okay, here we go. It's literally two lines. VR healthcare running exercise. VR walking and running along beautiful sea beach and sakura forests. Game. No way! No, 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 I don't believe this. No, I don't. This is this is on Steam. This is how it's called on Steam. This is how it's called on Steam. And I, I got you. Got to shout! You got to shout! Is that I can't believe? I know, Can you I know. actually fill it in for that line? I didn't even know so this it was, was possible. So this was it's VR healthcare running exercise. VR walking and running along beautiful sea beach <laughs> and sakura forests. This is you, you ain't fooling me this time. You ain't fooling me. It's a wave shooter, isn't it? It's a wave shooter. <laughs> you got it, Rowdy. You got it. I knew it. How does this even how does this even fit on my Steam page? So it really doesn't. If you look at the Steam page, the, the name again goes <laughs> anyway, other than the word wrap problem here and the fact that I've never seen a Steam game with this long a name, and the fact that there's a bundle of four other or five other games like this from the same developer, you guys have to check this out. So this game, um for PC VR and Windows Mixed Reality, for uh, an astonishing price of £19.49, so about 23 US dollars, uh, is what I've been asking for for some years, which is a game that you run and you walk around uh, You walk around in this. There's a few stunning things about this game, and this is, again, why I had to bring it in, because um, there are things about this that you would be surprised about. First off, <clears throat> okay, this is how they describe it. VR running in different scenes while enjoying VR scenery while exercising. Well, forgetting the fatigue of exercise, unlike traditional running. Uh, maybe, maybe not. It also contains rich and interesting obstacles, as featured in the trailer, such as a sudden tornado, <laughs> the lightning that can't be guarded against, and, it's my favorite, the trap of retrogression, which I think means all of a sudden being forced to go backwards. Uh, I, I don't know. Is that a game mechanic? Uh, after... <laughs> After seeing the trailer, all of a sudden the Sonic movie looks good. <laughs> so that's not all. This this game has some amazing features. You can use Nathan. You're going to like this one. Uh, you can use a Vive tracker to attach the tracker to your ankle and exercise on a treadmill. Uh, warm reminder: It is best to open the helmet camera to avoid injury. Please pay attention to safety when using. They're actually asking you to wear a headset while on a treadmill. With vibe trackers on your legs, I can't believe. I can't believe. And it says, Which or use the handle open? to run through, shake the handle to achieve running VR effect. I, I'm, I, I don't oh understand. God. I have no words for this. And the fact that they're charging <laughs> twenty quid for it is insane. No way. The thing is, like in the title, it's just like healthcare. It's just like healthcare approved in any way. Like, like you can't tell me that this is like like safe in that sense with this controller attached to yourself. But you said you um, wanted this, right, Zim? You said you wanted this. They listened to your call, and now they've answered it. Yeah. You, you need to try it, right? To, to I, me, please don't make me do that. To, to me, <laughs> this just sounds like another game that Nathy should try live on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm this is, a... No, but seriously, this is like the next level Temple Runner. This is what Pepsi Man should have been in the end. It's, Pepsi I, Man, oh my I, God. I, I can't believe it. The thing is, right, I, I was so... 
uh, astonished seeing this, the title and these features of the tracker and that, hearing the horrible dinging noise of the coins as you're collecting them while you're running. <laughs> Why you collect coins, I have no idea. It's a terribly designed game, this one. Oh, man. And, if people are listening to this uh, to this podcast later on, just look up the trailer for this game and... Uh, oh. <laughs> but there's I'm a bundle. Very... There's a bundle for 30 pounds. You can get five of these quality titles, all with super long names, with... with just insanity here, and and it, it describes it this way: Buy Thoth VR Healthcare Aerobic Exercise, Cycling, Running, and Fighting to discover the beauty of this world. That's the name of it. That's a description, not a title. Exactly. <laughs> like, why? It's that's like someone... that's like what you usually see in a text on Steam, where it's just like adventure horror uh, title, but instead they just put it in. Well, I, I'm 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 just seriously going to look on Steam and see how they fit the name on the page because right. I still don't believe it's going to work. It's going to so, just stick out of my monitor in some way. Uh, so th this is one that we shouldn't play, right, Zim? This is one I do not recommend you play. No. Um, <laughs> the chat is saying they also have a DLC announced. It will allow you to connect your mobile to track your steps and call in an ambulance. Oh right, cute, <laughs> cute, nice. Well, that's that's the first one anyway. So wait, um, does this one also come to Quest or not? I sure hope not. Please don't come to Quest. Please leave this one off of that Virgin headset. It doesn't need that. that this trauma. is why you have a curated store on Quest. This is why you should be thankful for this. <laughs> Imagine like like that that Jason Ruin in the past had to like test this title uh, and and see if it was any good. I'm I'm still convinced that there could be a decent running game in VR with scenery going by as you run, similar to the Wii what we fit had on it yeah. so, anyway so moving on to the next one um so this one uh is called the copper canyon shootout and um it's one that i did get to play actually last week uh, before last week's show uh it's 12 pounds and uh, one of the notable features is it doesn't only list pc vr it lists the oculus rift dk2 as a supported headset oh so if you God. happen to how how an oculus rift dk2 how is how is that a... <laughs> on the 7th of May, 2019, a... a new title for Oculus Rift DK2 has landed uh, called Copper Canyon Shootout. <laughs> I was, I was like, Nathan, like when I saw this, I was like, yeah. game <laughs> why? Yeah. I gotta grab my DK2 again for this. This is actually the newest title you can play on the DK2. Like, how long has it been since... So no, this many. is like the first official consumer... <laughs> game for the dk2 i guess oh wow that's a good point yeah i wonder if there was yeah, ever because it, it's a development kit so this is the first time it's the first launch title this is a big moment <laughs> <laughs> so i'll tell you a little bit about this game anyway because i got a chance to play it um so the way they describe it firstly is it's a fast-paced vr shooter set in a wild west themed world overrun by robots so you got robots kind of spawning in all over the place and you're shooting them Kind of feels like if you were kind of pretty much stuck in place with with teleport locomotion, kind of like a yeah. serious Sam type game, uh, where you've got shotguns and other kinds of pistols and things like that. Wow. So Rowdy, how would you rate that storyline that Zim just? I wasn't listening even. <laughs> <laughs> just zoned out. Be like, next. Dude, it's like it's like you're in a world with cowboys, and you can shoot them. Remind what was that Harrison Ford film a few years ago? Space Cowboys and Aliens. Aliens, aliens and yeah, that was Cowboys with the James Bond guy. Yeah. So yeah. so anyway, this look, I played it. It's actually better than it looks. I'll put it. I'll put it that way. Um, I think I think they made a, a, a kind of a, a mistake with the way they labeled the game name because the text for the title you almost can't even read it. Uh, never choose that, developers. Just go for legible text, please. Um, 
And I played actually in parallel with somebody else. And we were trying to kind of beat it as fast as we could. They lock you into corridors, essentially. And then they spawn a bunch of robots in. You shoot them. Well, the, the sounds in that are cool. You've got a bunch of bolts that come out of the robots when you when you kill them. That's kind of your score, and it floods back to you. But um, the way that they tiered it and the fact that you get kind of better weapons, it actually felt pretty well. Worked well with the sub pack. Kind of those things were positives. But the fact that there's no smooth locomotion kills it for me, um, mm. frankly. And I fed that back to the developers, and I hope they get it. But hey, hey, it does have DK2 support. So in the end, you can't hate on this game. That's all you need. Plus, exactly. like you must be playing with Razer Hydras then to, to make the magic happen. So know. why not? Like, it's a nostalgic trip. If there's there's this one developer that thinks like, hey, let me make games for headsets that no one uses anymore yeah. to bring them back to the to the good old days of VR. I got I got to respect them for that. I got to tip off my head that I don't have for them. Seriously. Good luck finding Next. Razer Hydras, Release. by the way. I I am really curious to now search the Steam store for DK2 support because I didn't have. Yeah, like I didn't ever even knew that was a thing. I didn't even like know. a tech. It was a. That's tech. so weird. So, so please, him, tell me there's too. something that we should be playing this week yeah. as well. <laughs> yes, but it, it actually, to be honest, I had to scrounge hard because there's a feck ton of stuff happening next week, and my job's going to be bloody difficult. It's going to be like me just rattling off. <laughs> six so on, games. So Someone in someone in the chat just says like if they if they add DK one support then I'm going to get it so they still have a long way to go. Uh, I don't want to see the DK one ever again to be honest. I really don't. So <laughs> here's the last game. This is a game that originally launched. This is really interesting. Uh, launched on PSVR in Asia to Asian markets January eighteenth two thousand eighteen. So it's been out for more than a year for Asian markets alone. This didn't launch in the Western market. It's called Pupil Wandering VR. And it's being released for PC VR and Windows Mixed Reality. Uh, it's nine pounds twenty nine, with the current discount down to about six pounds. And um, the, ven- uh, the, the the developer says uh, the current version of the game is releasing as an early access version with a big discount. So you're basically getting kind of the first chapter of the experience, I understand, on PC VR. So this is an Asian style horror game, and actually the oh, kind no. of striking visuals on this uh, again made me quite intrigued. In particular because one of the game design elements is this this lantern. And so they talk about this. They say that all key items in the game and game hints can only be found using this, what they call a moon lantern, which is uh, this like paper lantern. Um, And it's a main feature which brings what they say, extraordinary light and truly terrifying experience. Uh, The developer, Spoon Network, which is a very interesting name for a developer. It makes me think of Salad Fingers, uh, an old internet <laughs> meme. Um, you know, what I what I could see in here was... Wait, Rust, you mean Rusty Spoons Network, then? Rusty Spoons. Rusty and Rusty Spoons. Yes, exactly. But it just it reminded me of Dreadhalls. You guys know I play a lot about that. But actually, oh, like yeah. the environments that they're showing, um, some of the enemies, this kind of spiritual, ethereal sense of the, the enemies that you're combating, along with puzzles really make it stand out to me as kind of a unique um, horror game. And they actually talk about, uh, they talk about this being a kind of a smooth horror experience with more atmospheric horror rather than jump scares. But some of the puzzles look really well detailed. Um, I'm interested that they've had a year behind them in development, but they're still coming as early access to PC. So that mm. kind of series of things, again, highlighted that to me. So if I had to pick one for this week, Mike, it is Pupil Wandering VR. 
Wow. Looks really the trailer cool. looks insane, by the way. Just saying. Looks, yeah, looks it looks very like there's good. still a, a ton of jump scares in there, though. Yeah. Not only atmospheric. Well, you so actually have combat. So it's not just like suspense and fear. You are mm. you are fighting against uh, some of these spirits that come after you, and you have to use your moon lantern oh. in a variety of ways. But the, the combination of kind of puzzle combat and atmospheric horror, I thought was quite an interesting blend. Um, mm. So there yeah, you go. That's... And that one launched, I didn't say. So that one launched on the 7th of May. Uh, Copper Canyon Shootout was 7th of May, and VR Healthcare Running Exercise VR Walking and Running Along Beautiful Sea Beach and Sakura Forests launched on the 6th of May, along with its lovely bundle of accessories. We should remember that as, like, we should give it an award one day for the like the longest Steam title. A year I, from I, now, I, we ask chat if you remember that name, and the first person to post it gets a prize. Yeah, I, I think even Mary Poppins would struggle with this one. Oh, that's tough. Agreed. That's me. That's me, awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, let's talk about uh, gun stocks uh, with the Rift S and the Quest because uh, I wanted to clear this up because in my Rift S unboxing and setup video, which I did last week, I very briefly uh, tested uh, the ProTube uh, with uh, contractors and I had issues with it, with tracking. So I, I put that in my video and I think I mentioned it on the the podcast as well that I was a little bit concerned about using gun stocks with the Rift S because obviously it uses inside-out tracking now using the Oculus Insight system. And since that video was posted, a lot of people said that they were concerned about it as well. And the ProTube team got in touch with me and said, look, um, this was actually an issue on the Windows Mixed Reality range of headsets as well, because that, of course, uses inside out tracking. Uh, and these are some of the things that we had to implement to overcome that uh, because they didn't have access to the Rift S or the Quest hardware at that time. Mm. So uh, the bit of advice that he gave me, or two bits of advice, first was that if you want to use it with a, an inside-out tracking headset, a, a ProTube, uh, or any sort of gun stock for VR, you have to tilt the controllers forward more, uh, because obviously on the Rift S and the Quest, the, the tracking rings are inverted, so they're on the top. So if you tilt them forward, it lets the cameras see them better. And also shift the backhand, uh, whether you're left or right-handed, forward so it's further away from the headset. Because obviously, as we know with the Rift S, uh, tracking can be compromised the closer the controller is to the headset. Yeah. So um, I tested it out uh, using both those tricks, and I'm pleased to report that tracking has significantly improved uh, using a gun stock. So I tested it out in Onward and Contractors and pretty much had a flawless experience uh, using the gun stock in those games. I did notice in my like three hours of testing, I did notice two periods of slight drift, um, but that was it. In, in three hours, I think that's pretty good. Uh, so, you know, pretty much confirms what we've reiterated before about the Rift S. You know, I think it's great for, for the average gamer. Mm. Uh, competitive players will probably want something else, but that's fine. We know that already. Is is drifting not something that, that only really happens when you're holding it so still that it starts to kind of move? I think the moments when you're constantly kind of moving around, it always resets while doing so. Yeah, exactly. Like the, 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 the main time I noticed it was when I was going down a corridor, like aiming down the sights and, oh. and being very, like aiming very straight, waiting for someone to come around the corner. And then yeah. I just noticed that the controller slightly drifted that way a little bit. But as soon as I recorrected it, it's like fine. same with the aim control on PlayStation VR when it drifts and you then yeah. constantly like pull it a little bit, yeah. then it, it just goes back to its original position. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I was using the force tube, which we've talked about on the show previously as well. And, uh, you know, just to reiterate as well, that thing is so much fun to use in, in shooters in VR. It basically gives you a little bit of a haptic feedback recoil kick into your shoulder, 
which is a lot of fun. It, it's, it's so much fun. Mm. Um, but then I thought, well, now I've got it working on Rift S and I'm happy with it. Obviously, the setup is exactly the same with Quest. Let's see how it performs with the Quest. And, you know, we don't have any games that support a gun stock with the Quest right now. But it doesn't mean they won't be coming in the future. So I thought, well, let's just try it out in the in the home environment. Mm. So I put the Quest controllers in the stock, lined it up in the home environment, and just see how well it tracked. And it worked great, just like it does on Rift S. So uh, it kind of got me thinking that, you know, using a gun stock in the future with a Quest title could be awesome because you're completely free and tetherless uh, to run around. So, uh, yeah, interesting. What I've do you guys think about that? Like, dang. That's oh, great. It, it's really good. And um, if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, the Onward guys were dropping hints that they might be coming. Well, people have been asking me, actually. They're like, it's Pavlov on Quest. I had a friend yesterday from Japan as we were playing some Pavlov asking me these questions. He's like, is Pavlov or Onward coming to Quest? Because he's like just about to push the buy button. Uh, but yeah. that would well, definitely for I mean, FPS players. If that's... They've been hitting uh, towards Onwards on Quest on, on Reddit uh, pretty mm-hmm. convincingly. Yeah, that's so... what I that's what I've seen so i'm, I'm mm. expecting it to arrive there, there needs to be at least one on quest because otherwise it will lack like a competitive shooting game that's the worst thing ever yeah, so yeah. i i think i think onward or pavlov one of those two like that's the most rumors you but hear pavlov is not, but on the other not side like uh, contractors or other titles like maybe the developers don't really uh hint around in any way but they might be seriously working on it and they're just going to release it when they're ready because it's quite a in one way, a... marketing-wise, it's good to kind of start the rumors by yourself. You're a dev. But on the other side, if you just work on it and you just focus on that only, that doesn't hurt either. So I think both ways is, is But I, I do know there was quite a bit of like uh, things going around with uh, with Pavlov. So I don't I don't see that hitting the quest uh, that so soon. Onward, on the other hand. You want to also eat a headstrap, Rowdy? Watch out. No. Well, I think I think I'm with Pavlov, the developer didn't have access to hardware, right? So they weren't developing they for it at the time. They denied the hardware. Apparently. Oh, they were denied yeah. the hardware. To, oh, right, okay. To Reddit, I mean. Yeah, I'm that's, what, that's what Reddit. they all say. That's what they all say, right? Yeah. But yeah, you know, like, can you imagine? Like, you know what we experienced at OC5 with the huge arena scale experience? Oh, can yeah. you imagine, right, if they brought out a shooter that supports gun stocks and they set up an arena like that? Mm. It would be like next level paintball in the future. Yes. It would amazing. be so cool. It'd be yeah. so good. I mean, like that's, but that's that's why Quest. When people ask me, you know, it's like, oh, I've got a headset already. Should I go for Quest? I still think it's that Wild Wild West stuff. And I don't mean just specifically like the Dead and Buried demo. That's Wild Wild West. I mean, developers are trying very interesting things with this, and it excites yeah. them. And then there's just gonna be there's gonna be more and more stuff hit that platform. It's Star it's, Wars I, Battlefront. I, that's what I want. I want Star Wars Battlefront virtual reality on the Oculus Quest, played in a warehouse. Whoa. Okay. That's what right. I want. But uh, we all know that Oculus is working on an arcade platform to kind of sell to, you know, uh, location-based places. Mm. Yeah. It, would it be has smart. a lot of potential. Yeah. Yeah, it would be smart. Easy yeah. to clean, you know, easy to... It's just easy in general to, to use. Mm. True. So, yeah, gun stocks do work on the Rift S and Quest. Wow. You'll be pleased also, to hear. we got... Um, in the chat, VR Box says that Standout is coming to Quest, but under a different name. Anyone? Mm-hmm. Anyone? Can uh, other name? Does someone has a suggestion of how uh, we should call it? Stand in. Stand in. <laughs> there is actually there is one competitive title that has been confirmed now as a shooter. It's the one that Zim once mentioned. It's this World War uh, shooter that came D-Day. to PlayStation VR. D-Day. Yeah, D Day. Yeah, yeah. That oh, one. That's confirmed for. 
for quests? Yes. Wow. Yes, oh, that's going to be amazing. That's like Battlefield. That's that's like really, really good. So that'll really suit the platform. And hey, if I, I mean, I don't think it would suit a stock because it's the kind of game where you jump mm-hmm. into a car, then you jump into a tank. Didn't it support you... a PlayStation VR aim controller? Yeah, it, it, did. it did. Yes, it did. So... It, did. it did. I'm not saying so... it would be useless, but it's kind of like Pavlov. Like, do you bring your stock into that game? Because it slows you mm-hmm. down a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Onward, and, uh, Onward and Contractors do very well with the with a stock but mike i'm glad you did the test because i i'm so smitten with the stock mm. and the force tube um mm. and I, I really see that on on store shelves at some point in the future you know i know they yeah, had, had some difficulty getting you know with getting the funding that they were looking for but they still mm. have some backing the, the beast is still alive and the mm. beast shall grow so I will just say one last thing before we move on is that reloading is still a little bit troublesome because of the the rings being on top rather than underneath. Mm-hmm. But you you eventually learn to work around it with the muscle memory. So you, you do figure it out eventually. Uh, but just one thing to be aware of. So one uh, more thing I also want to highlight about the controllers once again, like you you all remember last time where we spoke about the, the, the battery compartment sliding off sometimes. Yep. Like I demoed the quest to four people today. And there were two people that actually had issues with with that, where it was sliding off. And this was in super hot VR. Not Did only you tell them they were holding so, it incorrectly. <laughs> no, but it, it it is something that that some people will kind of, as you said, you can learn to you know hold the control properly. But I still feel like the the, the magnet could be stronger. I wouldn't be surprised if they redesign how that can. Yeah, I like the magnet can be if it's stronger. That might already solve a lot, I feel like. So mm. just saying that out of the four people, two people actually, mm. and they never used these controllers before. So yeah. Also, the uh, the name for standout on the quest apparently is Survive Battle Royale VR. Hmm. Interesting. With beautiful environments and et cetera, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's move on. While we're talking about arenas and shooters, we might as well talk about the NYPD using similar technology uh, in VR to train. Um, because they had this amazing video online, uh, and it was from uh, Eyewitness News, ABC 7NY. And they were showing the NYPD using this technology for training, uh, you know, to especially with like uh, active shooter incidents and stuff like that, that's very difficult to train for in real life. They were using VR to train for it. And they were using like a warehouse scale setup. Imagine like uh, the void location-based experience, that sort of technology with uh, a headset, uh, a backpack with uh, a PC in it. You've got trackers on the headset itself and, and both your your legs and your wrists, and then a fully tracked uh, gun as well. And they were sending officers through various different experiences uh, to sort of train for what these experiences would be like in real life. It was really, really cool to see. And then they had these really cool tools, a bit like what we saw at OC5 with uh, the Dead and Buried experience where they were using an iPad in like a mixed reality mode. They've got like iPads where they can see what the officers are doing from like a bird's eye view yeah. in terms of like their cone of vision, where they're looking, um, where their guns are aiming and how they're, they're sort of moving through these environments as a team. Mm. So they can really get like um, analytical and analyze uh, through each scenario how each officer behaves and maybe what they need to correct uh, in the wow. future. So it's, it's, it's much more precise training than real life training could ever offer. In I, I, I even see in the video that, uh, let's say, the terrorist or the criminal is also getting controlled mm. by an actual person. Oh, so it's kind of unpredictable what this... <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's amazing because like, you know, doing these scenarios in real life takes uh, a physical space that's big enough. You need a, a space that's got like a license to use firearms and stuff like that in a training scenario. Then you need like uh, hostages and, and, and terrorists to play, you know, people to play those roles. And officers then get taken off the streets, like a lot of them, because they tend to do it in one big mass of like one or two days. Yes. Whereas this seems like something that if you had it locally, you could train like maybe four or five officers at a time and minimize, you know, the impact that it's having on day-to-day -day police work. Uh, and it's also very cost, cost effective, I, I feel, it's and very immersive. It's basically recreating that scene from Johnny English where they, you know, he needs to like go into a certain uh, uh, house and like they have like a blueprint of the house so he can like experience it before he actually goes there. So this is basically the same kind of thing. If they if they need to go into a certain area or a certain place that they can make blueprints of that kind of place and then mm -hmm. uh, train them in in, in certain yeah. uh, situations. It, imagine like the NYPD is like testing this and then the criminals also have their own warehouse testing how they uh, yeah, get but, to... But uh, no, that's exactly what I thought. The first the first thing I thought when I saw How this, to rob a bank. The first thing I thought was, can I play it, please? The second thing I thought was, if you're a wannabe terrorist or do do bad person, you just want the same I, equipment. I, I mean, I, there's going to be a market for this for people on both oh sides. My and days, in the end, yeah. we're, what's going to happen is people are really just going to be playing, you know, firewall in real life. That, that's it. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Also, the cool thing is with my... this, um, the scenarios can be changed instantly and reset instantly as well so say you know someone That's makes cool. a mistake or something goes wrong they just go okay let's reset it let's start again let's yeah. go for it again so it's very very easy in That's that sense cool. so i think we're going to see more and more of this in the future as a cost-effective training method for you know first responders ambulance police military as well um you know we've already seen it uh being used for you know doctors training uh, you know on, on operations and stuff like that so it's going to be super interesting how vr changes the training landscape in the future and, and of course education as well uh, also, but i thought it was super interesting but like you say it's kind of interesting your your take on it was like the terrorists are going to start using this yeah. as well yeah, yeah also, like, like they wanted, have their own fortune i wanted to ask like um you could become a consultant in this kind of uh, stuff because you have a background in, in both fields, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like for, for those that don't know, I, I have a you know a, a previous career in the police force, so uh, yeah, I, I could do that. That would be kind of interesting, uh, and that's why I really wanted to talk about it on on the show, really, and to yeah. highlight it because I thought it was a really interesting use case that I'd not seen before, especially with never, that kind of trackers and stuff. You've never experienced something like this during your career. No, and, and generally speaking, you know, from my police background, they're very sort of uh, slow at adopting new technologies, yeah. you know, like laws are, are very antiquated anyway. So we use very old laws, uh, you know, that were passed many, many years ago, and many don't apply to modern day world. So, mm. um, you know, to see a police force using uh, technology that is really on the cutting edge and at the forefront was really interesting and fascinating to see. Someone like it, it's just like, Mike was a cop. Yeah. Do you have oh, anything yeah. to hide? He's like, oh no, oh no. We, we just lost 62 <laughs> viewers, uh, Mike. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, I was. The thing I caught in that video, which you guys will appreciate, is that as the set pieces that they had, and they were dragging set pieces in, in and out of the scene, I thought that was very advanced. They actually have a content creator sitting there on his knees filming the scene and they call him filming civilian number one so i thought that uh, that was very fitting that we that <laughs> this, this advanced technology has even brought you know content creators into the simulation
Exactly. Wow. So you're basically saying there's not only a career for Mike in this, you know, considering his background in both fields, but there's also a career for all of us <laughs> content creators. <laughs> NPCs. <laughs> we can be NPCs. I would hire you guys. I'd hire you guys. Of course I would. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting uh, insight into some yeah. training. Uh, like I said, I'm, su- I'm sure we'll see more use cases like this in the future, but I think it's very exciting. I think uh, a lot of people in the chat are now imagining a Ewok in a police costume, in a British... Uh, like police uh, outfit yeah yeah trying it, to be angry it feels weird because it, like you know it's been about a year since i left uh that world and that year has absolutely flown by uh but it does feel like a different life now you know that i've lived a different life yeah, in the you're past. living the star life now and drink champagne every day uh oh yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> uh, getting all kinds of headsets in in, in your house uh, swimming and headsets you know and yeah I think, I think, I think generally uh, I'm much happier nowadays. Um, you know, as much as I appreciate my, my previous, uh, career, it's a very negative environment. You see the worst of humanity there. And, uh, I think it was taking its toll on me as an individual. So when I had the opportunity to do something that's way more positive and way more exciting and just talk about something that I'm passionate about, it was just an opportunity I couldn't miss up. And I'm so glad I took that, that, that leap, to be honest, I haven't looked back since. Um, but enough about me. Let's, um, let's talk about, uh, the, uh, the people at Oculus because, uh, Last bit of uh, news this week uh, is about Hugo Barra and Jason Rubin because they're both leaving Oculus, uh, but don't get too upset. They're not going far. They will be working within uh, Facebook. Uh, they're different they're not going far. It's like they move one block away from there. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're still going to be working at Menlo Park, I would imagine, uh, where Facebook headquarters is based. Um, Hugo Barra, of course, he's been running Oculus since uh, 2017. Uh, and he stated this week via Twitter, that uh, taking a new role at Facebook, uh, building a global AR and VR partner ecosystem based in NYC after two plus amazing years leading the Oculus team. With Quest shipping the 21st of May, our first generation VR lineup is now complete. It's time for me to take on the next big challenge, bringing AR and VR to more people. So, you know, that he's still going to be heavily involved in VR uh, development, and now he's throwing AR into the mix as well. So it could be a tease to, to sort of sh- to say that, you know, Facebook are really going to be pushing AR maybe in the next couple of years to come, maybe with an AR headset that they bring to the table as well under the Oculus brand. Mm. That would be a, a very interesting move, I think. Mm. Um, but what if, what into- if like, what if they buy like Magic Leap? I don't think they can. I don't think they would buy Magic Leap, but maybe uh, someone similar. The question is, are they for sale? I, I don't think so. The The amount of money that Magic Leap have anyway, I don't think, you know, they need to be bought out by anyone. Uh, they got so much investment from, from Silicon Valley, it's unreal. Um, mm. But stepping into the shoes uh, of that role is Eric Sen, um, who tweeted, uh, taking a new role at Facebook, leading AR and VR product management. So he's going to be stepping into uh, Hugo Barra's old role. Excited to return to my consumer via, uh, consumer hardware roots and join a team that is transforming science fiction into reality. Looking forward to delivering products that will revolutionize how we work, play, and connect. And he's got a, a previous rap sheet of working at Google, Microsoft, Yahoo, and he's been at Facebook for like almost 10 years. So hmm. um, Zen, that's his Zen? It, it's pronounced, it's spelled T-S-E-N-G, but I, oh. I assume it's pronounced Sen. Sensei. Sensei. Sensei VR. Eric Seng. Yep. And then, obviously, that's Hugo Barra and Eric Seng. And then you have uh, Jason Rubin, who has been head of content at Oculus uh, for a long time now, is also leaving. And he stated via Twitter, 
Uh, I have a new role at Facebook uh, as the vice president of special gaming initiatives, Whoa. working on positively impacting gaming communities. And Michael Verdu is joining Oculus as director of content. Uh, and he'll be working so with Mike at Oculus Gaming uh, to bring bigger and better content to VR. So still in a very similar role, but just taking a sidestep into it, more it towards Facebook. It sounds more like a, like a promotion rather than uh, leaving a company behind right yeah I, I would imagine both of these roles are promotion roles i don't think you know that it's because of anything bad that's happened i think it's due to the success of uh of what oculus have seen cool. over the last year yeah. so um yeah i wouldn't see it as a as a demotion put it that way i definitely see it as a promotion within facebook uh but definitely still both working within the vr and ar space still so yeah. that's good to and hear. good on them because they're they're both like uh hard-working individuals as well and they've done a lot of great stuff for it as well lots of travel as well i mean these guys are flying around the globe most of the time and the way i see it is it's just a simple big step up it's like like let's gear up like move the team one notch up so that we can get ready to take the world down you know and so yeah it's a very absolutely. positive piece of news actually yeah, and, and the, the guy that's going to be taking uh, Jason Rubin's place, like I said, is uh, Michael Verdu. Uh, he's previously worked at, Z uh, Z is it Zynga, uh, Zynga, the mobile developer platform, uh, and EA as well. So uh, again, very sort of embedded within gaming and the industry. So it's going to be interesting to see what he brings to the table in the future. Um, but what I do feel about these moves and, and what I feel like Oculus needs more now than ever is, is like a a real face of the company, you know, like a someone to stand there and yeah. represent the company. And I think, you know, for all what Palmer did and his quirks and for those that like him or hate him, yeah. you can't you can't deny that he was yeah. an amazing uh front runner for the company and, and a face of the company. Yeah. You know? Um so I feel like Oculus needs that, you know, like a Reggie yeah. from it's, Nintendo. It's best example like with HTC where they have like Elvin. And Great. He, he's like yeah. really putting putting the brand on the map and does yeah. some awesome stuff. So yeah. yeah, no, I I totally agree. Uh, yeah. I don't know who that's going to be, but it there needs to be a community manager basically that makes itself like public in a way where it's like, hey, listen, you can always you know send me a message and really have a go to person that is like, hey, wait, this is the person we like that that the the man or 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 women of the of the people. Yeah, basically. exactly. Like, you know, that that is interacting with the community via Twitter and, and maybe yeah. on Reddit and stuff like that. But when you look at like Michael Verdu, although he's got a, a, a great history and, you know, working with Zynga and EA, you know, when I look at his social media on his Twitter, he's only ever sent one tweet in his life. And you just think, <laughs> you know, maybe he's not going to be the person that does that. But uh, I feel like Oculus needs someone I, like that. I do feel like with Jason Rubin on Twitter, at least, I felt like a lot of his tweets were sent by Oculus and not by himself. So having someone that really does a lot on yeah of course like social media is so important especially mm. if you're if you're doing the content i feel like um mm. so yeah yeah, we'll yeah see. so so they're the moves uh around oculus uh interesting so let's see what happens in the coming months from these uh the people that have joined but yeah congrats to you guys and uh look forward to seeing what happens next um mm. so if you've got any questions about um us or about any sort of content yeah. you know obviously we've had hands on time with the quest and the rift s recently mm. put them in the chat now why i uh reiterate the show times uh once again mm. Uh, so it is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. Also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Anchor. Also, slam a like on this stream. 
<laughs> yes. Let's, let's us know uh, you care. Yes. One question here uh, says, when, uh, VR Let's Play says, uh, when will you do a VR meetup? And I don't think we've set a date just yet, but we did say we would about eight months ago. So I think it's probably <laughs> about time that we uh, set a date and get together. Well, we with still some... have about nine months to... Uh... <laughs> well, I think, uh, yeah, it is something that we do want to do, um, you know, yeah. using alt space or big screen or VR chat. And with mm. the quest coming, it would definitely make it more accessible mm. to other people that, you know, have just joined us uh, on this crazy adventure. So maybe it's a, it should be something we look to do in the next coming months. Uh, but yeah, I would be up for it. Yeah, definitely one where everyone can join. If you don't have a headset, you could also join like in alt space or VR chat. So. It's like accessible for everyone who's listening. There's a good question here from Brock Peterson who says, can you see the outline of your guardian boundary for the quest while you play games like the HTC Vive? Yep. Yes. So when, 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 you, um, when you move close to them, they automatically pop up. But it doesn't appear in the, in the recording, right? No. No. If, if he's planning to record, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just back on that previous question, we talked about the meetup. <clears throat> there was also another advertisement here by Deb, uh, who has reminded, uh, can always join us in Altspace. There was actually an Altspace place mm, to yeah, exactly. meet together with other people who watch the podcast and view the show together there. It's actually a yeah. custom, it's a custom place, yeah. which um, I'm Very still trying nice. to get to see because when we're live, we can't be there. And uh, <laughs> then it closes its doors and it can't go see yeah. that yeah. environment. So looking forward to seeing that at some point. It looks pretty cool from pictures anyway. Yeah, so if, for all of you that are watching us right now in Altspace, we're going to give a wave specifically for you guys. You're the real MVPs watching in VR. That's next level. <laughs> okay, so I uh, hope you guys and girls have enjoyed this week's show. It's not been as long as our recent shows because obviously we've had so much news to cover in the previous episodes. So we've cut it a bit shorter than we normally would. So if you're new to the show, this is the normal length. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back next week with some, no uh, some more VR news for you. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Have a great week in VR. And until then... Bye-bye for now. Take care. Cheerio. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yep.